Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. Just me. Uh, you have heard updates from unions all around the country. Uh, my little special project. I like to talk to activists and organizers around the country and see where things are, where things are at for them, uh, how they plan for the future, uh, how they got into it, all of that stuff. And this week, I had I have a local person, somebody that uh, is, you know. Uh, I would say a staple of Columbus <laughs> activism. I see you a lot out there. I see you in the pictures. You definitely show up to stuff. And um, you're very capable, uh, strong-willed person that I think uh, would make a great interview. So that's why I have you here today. Welcome, uh, Pooja, to the show. Yes. Thank you. My mother would agree with you. <laughs> yes. Um, you came out to the live show, too. It was nice to see you that you came out to the variety oh, show. Um, so you, we're not going to say who you work for because you are here in your own capacity. This is (laughs) right. This is not you representing anybody. Um, but what exactly is your job as, uh, as an organizer? So (laughs) you're a professional organizer day to day. Is this me? Yeah, that is you. Um, day to day you're out there talking to people about organizing their workplaces. That is correct. How did you get into that? Um, well, I used to work for a really shitty corporation, right? Um, I moved out really young, didn't go to college, basically had to learn how to take care of myself. Uh-huh. Um, and basically took whatever job that was going to pay me enough and give me fucking health insurance, right? Because that's what, that's what you need in this world, right? Yeah. To exist. Um, so, you know, worked there for like eight years. My job was to help corporations stop people from getting unemployment. Pretty much one of the lowest things you can do to a worker, in my opinion. But um, paid well and had benefits? Paid enough. Didn't even pay well, frankly, yeah. to do that level of soul-sucking work. You True. know what I mean? True. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, through that work, I, I watched the CEOs of that corporation, Equifax, which you all are very familiar with, right? Yeah. Um, he, you know, they, they, he made millions and millions millions while people that I worked with people around me were getting fired because they had to go home to take care of their children because they were sick, right? Um, that kind of stuff was really radicalizing. And then I started listening to Tom Hartman, right? Listening to podcasts while I was okay. doing that shitty work, right? Yeah. Um, so thank you for your service. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you rad- radicalize the people. <laughs> yeah. You, you said you were listening to that at the job? Yeah, yeah. You know, typing away, typing away at the computer. Well, um, yeah, the thing about it is that... Um, you kind of feel like jobs are all going to be soul sucking or that we all have to do something that is going to make us feel bad about it. You know, it's going to do something unethical to get by. Um, but like through the show, we've have told people like, if, why don't you just try something help? Why don't you just try to get yeah. a job that you think is helpful? <laughs> just do it. <laughs> yeah, instead of... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you can go to a soul-sucking job and get get by, I think... I I, I, I have no disrespect for that. If you, right. if you go and you have a stable income and a job and your family is taken care of and you just want to keep it like that, yeah. um, I can respect that. But if you're doing that and you're miserable, like, what's the damn point? What's the right. benefit? So, switching it up uh, makes sense. And so 
How did you get into this then? How did you pursue labor organizing? Well, you know, it was Bernie, actually. Um, I got really, really <laughs> thrown into, sucked into, you know, uh, the Bernie campaign in 2015 and 2016. And sort of through that learned, you know, I, I like threw myself into it and I door knocked in hundred like four different states. I made hundreds of that, like probably made thousands of phone calls, frankly, um, donated a lot of my money and just like really discovered through that a passion for like doing this work, right? And like talking to people and hearing their stories. There's like, what really threw me into political work was door knocking for the first time. And I'd never done it before. I'd never even made like a phone call for anybody or anything. I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go knock doors. That's what everybody says matters, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna do it. Um, and you know, people really just wanna tell you their story. And I love that. Yeah. 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 I, I went uh, canvassing for the first time uh, a couple weeks ago. I saw, they saw the photos. Yeah. yeah. And that was, uh, there was, uh, it was not that hard. It was no, not it's that, great, actually. It was yeah. Not, <laughs> there was people that just didn't open the door and said, who are you? Said, hi, yeah. we're here for Bernie. And they're just like, yeah. go away. All right. That's fine. Right. But no one was in our face yelling at us. No one like told us about the downfall of socialism. Yeah. Uh, we had a weird moment with some Republican lady, but other than that, people just wanted to, uh, to talk about why they feel the way that they do yeah. I mean, and be heard, you know, and, or I guess also know, cause the Bernie people were so, right. uh, they were so excited when they saw us. Like, yeah, they're, just, like they're just, you like, just they're just like, they just know it. They just get just so like, happy. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> they just start yeah. like, turning into a puddle as soon as we start talking. It is my assertion that Bernie people are the best people, not the worst. So. They're yeah, wonderful. I agree. They're they're wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Uh and they were very excited to tell us, you know, what's going on, why they why they support it. And I think uh mm. also to it's just nice to com commune with people and yeah. <laughs> talk about what uh you what you believe and not feel like you're going to get judged. Like you can For openly sure. say like how radical you are, yeah. you know, politically. And they're, they're actually probably maybe more radical than you are. <laughs> yeah. You never know. I never know what people are into, yeah. but, uh, they, it's a big time. It's a big time. It is. <laughs> and I mean, you know, Americans are extreme people, I believe. I agree. Um, yeah. Our culture sort of breeds it, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's one or the other really right. On, right. on almost Social everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you quit the shitty job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Started? Started labor organizing. I got my first job um, at a local here in Columbus and was a rep. So I was, like, servicing members, like, hearing about their problems, trying to help them enforce the contract, you know, because the contract's only as good as you enforce it, right? It's one of our little unionisms. For sure. Um, so I did that for a while. And then, actually, I took a job working nationally with Working Families Party, um, doing working on different political campaigns because... I was actually a delegate for Bernie in 2016, so ended up meeting like a whole shit ton of people through that network, going to a lot of trainings and just like really sort of understanding like how, like meeting the connections that you needed to get into sort of the like movement world, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I was there up until April of last year when I took this job. Um, and to me, like, I love political organizing. I worked on a lot, lot of really fun campaigns, like mayoral races, city council races, all kinds of shit. I worked on Cynthia Nixon's race in New York City, so that was really fun. Um, but, like, what's really, what really changes shit, what really changes people's lives is having a union contract, man. Like, that's, that's the thing. Like, everything else yeah. is great, but, like, can you directly affect your own environment your own like wages your own like dignity on the job if you can do that 
that's a level of power that most people in this country have never experienced, right? Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Andrew from Minion Death Call. He worked for UPS. Yeah. And he was telling me about some of their setup, and it sounded unreal. He was talking about grievances. Uh-huh. Is he part of the Teamsters? Yeah. 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 And so he can file grievances against his boss and get yeah. money out of it. Absolutely. And that's the yeah. awesome. Like you said, and and you, that's that's not like a pizza party when you do good. That's in the contract. You yeah. have to, you can you can actually file a grievance against your boss. It's a legally binding contract that says how exactly an employer can treat you or not treat you. It specifies when you get raises. It specifies how much you pay in health insurance. It specifies, you know, if someone sexually harasses you on the job, like what what are what are the options that you have? And if they don't follow it, you guess what? You get to keep grieving it until they do it. It's like a real level of control. Like there's you got to think about. It. There's been a concentrated effort by employers by the right wing to beat down unions why it's because it gives workers so much unprecedented fucking power that if every every worker in this country realized that a they deserve a union and b like it's not that hard to build a union it would be game over for fucking capitalism in this country for real or at least you know the seeds of it yeah 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 (laughs) and i mean it it does seem to be on the on the rise uh for sure young people are interested in it um I think one of the benefits of social media is the way that information can be exchanged. And, uh, you know, when I was in high school, there was maybe one left, like, (laughs) radical teenager that was by themselves reading reading books. That was me. It was me. (laughs) In the corner. In my fishnets. Yeah. (laughs) So, well, okay, let's go there then. (laughs) How how early did you start down this path? Uh. It was really like 9-11 that really like did it for me because I'm 32, right? I was a freshman in high school when that happened. And like the first thing I ever organized, like (laughs) I got a bunch of my friends together and we made anti-war t-shirts and like paraded up and down the hallway. And then I got suspended for it. But Uh that was, you know, my first taste of like, oh, fuck no. Like this is not. (laughs) Yeah. Cause trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a troublemaker by by nature. Yeah. It's necessary now. Yeah. Other, I mean, a lot of people just will sit by, you know. I mean, sit around and not do anything. It's never been me. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, and is that handed down from your family or is... Uh, Well, you know, there's a good, nice communist tradition in in Bengalis, right? I'm Bengali. Um, We're from West Bengal, from Calcutta in India. I'm a first generation, right? I was born here in Columbus. Um, my parents came here because my uh, grandpa got an engineering job, right? So, you know. They came here, and then I was the anchor baby, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, my first one. I've never met one here, in person. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. This country has been a very perplexing thing for me, right? Because in one hand, it's granted me a lot of freedom and a, a lot of, like, escape from a shitty, like, f- abusive family situation that I wouldn't have gotten, you know, in India. But on the other hand, it is so fucking difficult in every other way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, there's good parts, you know, but those get overshadowed, unfortunately, by, like, how difficult it just is to fucking live here. Yeah. Like, to be alive. I, yeah, I mean, it it keeps us so busy, like, t- to the point where we yeah. don't have time to do the other stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think about, I sometimes even think about, like, my upbringing and, you know, everybody's got complaints. Yeah. But... My parents were also 
they weren't like me. They they didn't like go live on the internet <laughs> to make money. They had to right. be out of place. Right. <laughs> my dad four tens a week, and sometimes mandatory Fridays. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my mom ca- usually had a second job for right. a few times. She had a second job, working so. class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know if there there wasn't really much time to to sit me down and like to have a, a lot of moments or to talk about like politically where where right. we were at or anything it's just i was listening to the radio on the way to work and this is what right. i heard and, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know or the office gossip things like that so it, it can be a challenge it, it's uh it definitely inhibits a lot of our potential there's also like that societal thing that we always hear right like don't talk about politics whatever you do don't bring up politics don't bring about drink don't bring about blah 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 but like i challenge that notion you know we should be talking to our friends and family and people around us our co-workers about things like power especially our fucking co-workers right yeah, it's important <laughs> yeah yeah and i think that this the times right now are going to be very interesting um just because people aren't under the stress of work. I know there's a lot of fo- working people that are, but yeah. plenty of other people got a lot of extra time right now. And, um, I mean, the pot- the potential is there to, to start organizing more. Oh, and yeah. The time is there. You know, we have the yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's always, you know, in, there are, we call movements, moments like this movement moments, right? Where there's like things that are like, boiling over and like there are people who are being like no this is bullshit but there's like a power system that's like actually shut the fuck up you know Mm -hmm. um so yes i think you're hearing a lot of people talk about it i think you're you're seeing it on the internet seeing it in twitter like seeing fucking just people on the street in the grocery stores talking about it right like it's it's ripe you're feeling it right yeah yeah and i and i think that i mean the pressure is building and there's a lot less there's a lot less naysayers. Yeah. I think at times totally. like this, there's totally. nobody to be like socialism is bad. They're like, I don't care what it's the called. Fucking Republicans are giving right. us socialism at right. this point. Exactly. You know? so. That is, yeah, yeah. And that turns everything on its head. That's the, this is the clarifying moment. And I think it also, uh, it, for me, it makes me optimistic to see that. I mean, unfortunately, without this, people are want to keep doing the capitalist bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But even if it does fail on it or falls over, uh, there's so many people that are ready to help and, right. and chip in. And uh, the mutual aid group on Facebook popped up yeah, and yeah. they're getting people in touch with folks that need like uh, medicine delivered or food yeah, delivered. For there's, sure. For sure. I signed up for, to do that too. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a group, uh, there's a group that's feeding, that's a, uh, like that's all just trying to feed kids, deliver meals and lunches to kids. So uh, it's unfortunate this is what it takes to do it. But you but know. it's beautiful. Human nature is so beautiful. Look it's, at us. It, that's what I said. You know, solidarity is just inherent in us. We want to be there for each other. We want to help each other. It just like capitalism just like tries to beat that out of us. Frankly, it is. It is true. And and even because even my Republican relatives will. Once again, speculate on this person that's getting assistance or this lazy (laughs) person that doesn't want to get a job. They speculate and they're mad and they're angry and they're pissed. But the moment that it's somebody that they know, you know, like my mom, who had a Sarah Palin T-shirt at one time. Love that. (laughs) um, She quit a job because uh, 
her or her second job, a catering job, because her boss was uh, hiring illegal workers and screwing them out of money. He wasn't paying them overtime, and she threw a fit on yeah. him. He she, she was he was paying them yeah like under the table and giving them no overtime, and she quit on him. And I was like, that is so weird because I've never once heard you say. <laughs> say nice things about you know mexican people yeah interesting. <laughs> sorry no it's just i don't i'm not trying to tell on my mom <laughs> is she gonna listen to this later uh, and be like you little asshole <laughs> she might find it but that, i mean that's that's those moments though where i don't like that's it gets rid of all of the yeah. thinking because being in safe inside of your house and having a comfortable job and having regular health care just yeah. gives you that extra time to pontificate about the world. But so many people are just told, like, you're actually better than everybody I else. Know. You know, like the message in America right. is like, oh, you have you have all this excess because you deserve it. Yeah, and, uh, you've, you've earned, earned it. it earned you've all earned it. it. Yeah. Who the fuck has earned anything? What does that even mean? Nobody has to earn anything. You don't ask for this life. I didn't ask to be born. Neither did you. Why the fuck? Yeah, I don't. And what I, a bullshit know, concept. And, and I don't think I I've, I've worked about the same. I mean, I my I put the same level of effort into whatever I'm doing every single day. <laughs> yeah. I have a certain amount of energy I expend. Right. But sometimes I've gotten paid seven dollars an hour for it, and now you know getting paid. $30,000 a year doing it. Yeah. Which isn't like some <laughs> extravagant <laughs> life. No, I just found out I have to pay like $4,000 in taxes on it too. That's such bullshit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Meanwhile, GE paying like oh, $0 yeah. in taxes. I, we are paying them money actually because of their, yeah. all of the subsidies. Helping them so, out. Yeah. Helping great. them out. Love it. Love the system that we've built here. Like it's yeah. definitely working. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, what was I going to say? I guess we talked about, uh, we talked about how you got there. Well, well, you know, one thing you mentioned, um, there are, there's a lot of, like, distribution center work happening right now, right? Like, Amazon workers, for example. I'm sure you saw the article that was like, oh, like, Amazon's going to add, like, 100,000 workers mm-hmm. here or something, right? Yeah. Those are shitty fucking jobs, yeah. right? Non-union, like, they talk shit about unions from the very time you start there. You're getting paid maybe 15 bucks an hour. Thank you, Bernie, right? Yeah. Um, and on top of that, they're, like, breeding grounds for fucking, like, suicides and fucking, like, mental health problems. Yeah. And in Queens, they just had the first case of coronavirus in an Amazon warehouse. So I think there's a really interesting moment here because we're going to be relying on these workers. We're relying on Amazon workers. We're relying on the prime delivery people. We're relying on the Grubhub people. There's all these gig economy and shitty, like, you know, Bezos overlord economy uh, employees that exist out there and this country is going to be relying on them they they have an extraordinary moment of leverage and power here if you think about it oh, right yeah. this might be the thing that we use to fucking organize amazon you know i don't know like there might be sense. you know like th- there's something monumental has to happen in this moment for workers and for the working class and it cannot come from the republicans if that happens we are so fucked like yeah. that is it right we can't let that happen it's up to people up to us like we can do it yeah but we just have to fucking like grow some balls i'm sorry to say all of us you know like i say that for myself too sorry not, yeah. not a friendly gendered term but i'm a union person <laughs> That's yeah how I talk, so. okay we respect it we respect sorry. all sorry everybody all colloquial dialect yes um if you're just tuning in to this horrible looking live stream <laughs> uh we are i know there's some means people in here 
we, I went to do this live stream. I realized I put her on Brian's mic, which was turned super low because Brian talks at a screaming volume. Uh, and so I had to just drag all of the stuff live on the stream. If you missed it, check out the earlier part of the stream where it was a technical difficulty disaster. <laughs> um, but I am in the studio right now with Pooja. She is the labor organizer on here talking about for her, from her own experience, Correct. not for her employer. Very important. <laughs> um, but if you have any questions, we have the chat open. I would like to see some questions in there, people. So get on it. Uh, let him, let me know if you have any, want any clarifications, uh, or a new, any extra information. Uh, so what, I guess what is, uh, what is your idea then? Well, let's do, let's world build. Okay. Yeah. So you That's think, what I do all the time, man. Yeah. <laughs> you, you are, um, what is your what is like your final economy like looks like? What's your what's oh, your man. what are you inspired by? I guess Marx or I'm I'm here for luxury for all, frankly. That's okay. that's what I'm here for. There is enough money in this fucking world in the system and we have the ability to get more. Money is a bullshit concept, right? There's enough to have to let everybody on this planet have a really good fucking life. And that's, that's the vision that I'm going for, right? Like, I want us to be free from this bullshit working everyday thing. Work is nonsense. Sorry. Mm. Um, I want people to be free to, to exercise their like creativity and do what the fuck they want to do with their lives. It, it looks different for some people, right? Like some people want to take care of families, for example. Yeah. Some people want to make art. Like some people want to write. Some people want to podcast, you know, whatever it is you want to do. I think we as humans should have the ability to do that. And the future that I'm fighting for is a future that allows all of us to do that without having to worry about, can I pay my water bill? Why the fuck do I have to pay for water? What kind of bullshit is that? Like, <laughs> it's yeah. like a nonsense utility, right? Yeah. Why are we paying for electricity when we can generate it from the sun? Like, there's everything is fucked up and ridiculous about the system we live in and what i'm fighting for is a complete breakdown of that system right. and a starting over of like people just being people and like being allowed to be that way because i think you'd see a lot of like changes in the fucking world yeah a lot of people are sad right now why we're living a, a life that doesn't make any goddamn sense yeah and especially uh even even after you know the the patreon blew up and I started getting paid, you know, along with my wife's income. Yeah. I, I was a crisis for me a little bit where it was just like, I, I have, I can buy anything I want now. I, I, <laughs> I can go and swipe my card. You know, I could go buy a motorcycle, like with a credit card. If I wanted to I go right. buy a used motorcycle and just <laughs> drive off into the sunset. Um, what a concept, <laughs> <laughs> but I could also, but I like also, and, and like, was very quick to find out that buying stuff all the time wasn't helping anything. It just, I was like, I'm just buying the next thing. Like, right. oh, I want a tent. We're going to be campers now. Oh, I want this. <laughs> In the middle of winter, buying, you know, just buying bullshit like that yeah, that yeah. you don't need just because you can because right. it makes you feel better, yeah, alive. Yeah. <laughs> like you're accomplished. I yeah. Guess. I don't know. But yeah, and, and I don't think, I mean, there is a few greedy assholes, but most people, right. what is considered luxury is cost nothing uh, yeah, to pay for nothing. it. Like, I want a full refrigerator. Yeah, okay. Like yeah, <laughs> I want a much. car that runs. Yeah. Like a house. Yes. This this kind these kinds of things that the what 
the luxurious lifestyle is under a hundred thousand dollars yeah, for, for sure absolutely to yeah. provide that and, and there's people yeah. that are hoarding all of that you know yeah one person that is in like offshore accounts yeah. that will never like what why do we allow this i heard um i was listening to something on the news where they were saying boeing was buying their own stocks back 60 percent, i think of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah or like 60 billion dollars worth of it yeah, yeah. And they're trying to get 50 billion yeah, out yeah, too yeah. <laughs> it's like i don't know man nationalized boeing i don't know <laughs> if we're gonna pay for it anyway maybe we should own it just putting that out there yeah i am um, and the um i think the 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 food thing also for now yeah People are keeping it together. I mean, there yeah, is, there, I ha, there, I have not seen any assholes at the grocery store yet, like filling their carts full of shit. Really? Yeah. Every time I've gone to the grocery store, all of the toilet paper's been gone, yes. all the aspirin's been gone, all the fucking like eggs are gone. Yeah. Like, you got to go early. Jesus. That is the other thing too. Is there's in the groups. There's like uh, in the Clintonville discussion group. Ah, love that group. What a <laughs> fun a group. group. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're, the Target employees are posting, like, what time you have to get in before you can get... Yeah, like, you right. have to be there before noon to get Go toilet there. paper, you know, things like that. Yeah, I saw Myers just... They just started doing, like, allocated times, right? So, like, if you're, like, of a, like, 65 and older generation, you have to go at, like you know, 11 a.m. Yes, or whatever. Yes. So that makes sense. Yeah. But seems very segregated and weird. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's, that's the times we're in. Yeah. Life is going to be weird from here on out. But yeah. And, but it's, I mean, it's also in a lifetime, it's nothing. That's it's a, true. It's a finger snap. I mean, that's it's true. a few months. It could be what the rest of the year. I've heard some disaster people say, and uh, still like, I mean, yeah. I've got like, fucking 40 more of those left in me, so <laughs> if you're lucky right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so let's see uh in the chat who we got um uh what have you been talking about <laughs> Hi, um, let me sum it up uh let's see here state government worker we're legally not allowed to work to we're not i'm sorry Congressional baseball fan says... Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> yeah, good name. That's one of our regulars. <laughs> I'm a state government worker, and we are legally not allowed to form a union. What can we do? Mm. Well, some state government workers do have uh, do have unions. Um, I think SCIU and AFSCME uh, are state unions, so you should probably look into contacting them. Not sure about your particular situation and don't want don't to comment out of, on it out of turn, so... I would say look into the unions that do organize state employees and talk to them. All right. Uh, let's see. Do you know that? Do you know that person that's mentioned in there? Is that a weird question? What person? Michael Parenti. No, I don't know that, who that is. Okay. Someone asked, "Have who you guys that? have you guys been in contacted with Michael Parenti?" I have no idea. Is he a realtor? Is that a realtor? I don't know. It sounds like a realtor's name. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm like, is he part of the, yeah. the partnership? <laughs> um, let's yes, see. Yes, change the laws. That's what we're out to do. That is correct. Change the laws. That is will, what we see. That's how we can get a union. Fuck the laws. <laughs> also, somebody said their family works at Walmart, and uh, a customer forced their way into the stock room, was oh. trying to open boxes, and they called the police on them. Cool. Love that. Don't you love that Walmart workers who make like $10 an hour have to deal with that situation? Oh, yeah. Like, that's cool. Love that. All of, yeah, all of this is 
now that you mention Parenti it. Parenti is a commie dude. Oh, I don't know him. I don't know who that is. I don't know Parenti. We'll have to look him up. Yeah. He's a, he's on my uh, he's on my list to look up now. <laughs> 20 books. Cool. Okay. Great. Check out Michael Parenti. <laughs> <laughs> Free ad. <laughs> we, we will. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, I think I don't remember what I was going to say. Sorry, I distracted you. No, it's fine. <laughs> I was trying to look at the, I was trying to look at the, uh, trying to look at the questions here. I think we're good. Uh, so what about this? Uh, I mean, f- fucking let's talk about it. The, uh, Democratic primaries. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I was in Iowa, um, for the, the Iowa caucus. Yeah. And I actually watched a caucus go down. And it is one of the most ridiculous, unbelievable things that exists in our political system. I think. Ever since I got really involved with Bernie in politics, the more that I learn, the more I'm like, how do we allow this to go on? What yeah. is this? Good Lord. <laughs> so you you're saying you were in one of those gymnasiums where people I, I was yes, I was in a high school gymnasium with like one precinct in particular in Des Moines. I'd been knocking doors for for doing GOTV for the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Um and it was insane. Like it was overwhelmingly like pro Bernie, right? Um, and then it was like, there was, there was, there weren't enough people for Joe Biden to be viable and there weren't enough uh, for anyone except, uh, Pete and Bernie to be viable in the precinct that I was in. Okay. So all of the like (laughs) Warren people just went to, to, to Pete. And that's when I was like, oh fuck, we have a problem. (laughs) I was like, oh no, like, why is that happening? Right. And one thing I couldn't help but notice, and it's something that played itself out over and over in a lot of those early states, right, is that the Latino vote went overwhelmingly to Bernie. Like, I saw it happen in Iowa, and then, you know, it happened in Nevada and happened, you know, in Texas. Um, And that strikes a really interesting question to me. It's like, it's we always talk about, like, you know, the POC um, demographic, like it's specifically like black folks, right? Right. But they're like, I'm AAPI, I'm, I'm a person of color, whatever that, that fucking term means too, right? There's all of these sectors of like people um, who I've met through a lot of my like labor organizing work that like traditional political organizing sort of just leaves out of the equation. And one thing that I thought th- that the Sanders campaign has been doing really interestingly is organizing that pr- in particular, the Latino vote. Yeah. And you're seeing how reliably they turn out right. for him. Right. right. Yeah. So I-, I think that's pretty interesting, actually. And I-, I think there's a lot of populations like that. Um, for example, I was just in Minneapolis and I was doing a campaign with Karen folks who are from Myanmar, right? Mm-hmm. Formerly Burma. Um, and they are refugees and they've only been in this country like five to six years, right? For, on the, for the most part. Um, and organizing them was like a very interesting like experience because most people don't even know that they're like a sector of humans that exist, mm-hmm. right? Um, and there's no like political organizing that happens with them. There's no like really labor organizing that happens with them because of this. So it's like there's all of these like immigrant populations that now exist in our workforce, right? I forget why I started talking about this, but I, I just feel like it's important to talk about this because it's like the the Democratic Party does not care about anything about maintaining power, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll do and say whatever it takes. We're seeing it play out in this primary, right? Yeah. They're pushing forward a man who literally probably seems to have dementia. I'm, I don't understand how <laughs> mainstream media is not talking about this. <laughs> you know the, but you know the, 
the answer for that is they they've claimed we're making fun of his uh his stutter his, his stutter yeah, yeah right he's actually just <laughs> stutter i feel like that's so offensive to people who have stutters like i know a lot of people who have stutters they they don't like just like lose their mental like faculties yeah i mean they don't just stand there blankly like trailing off into space like yeah, what yeah <laughs> they don't they don't mix store they don't just go like back to 1965 and talk about right. like, buying an ice cream cone and stuff right they, and, they just are that it's 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 a, yeah. it's a different issue yeah that we're dealing with but i heard that early on from somebody told me he's like oh he's actually he's actually uh you know 100 healthy and i'm like he's not he's I mean, not it's it's embarrassing i don't understand why people can listen to it or put up with it or but I had the same feeling that you were talking about over the summer when I was doing Planned Parenthood because I was there with two ladies and I didn't, I didn't argue or say I was just listening and they were just, they wanted anybody but Bernie. That's all they said. They were yeah. just saying like, I like Mayor Pete. I like Kamala Harris. Yeah. I like Cory Booker. They liked every single yeah. person. They're just like, I just hope it's not Bernie. We hate right. him. Well, <laughs> I don't know what. Well, look at, look, I think very clearly it's the mainstream media. It right? is. Yeah. Um, and then you think about the fact that like Bernie's been involved in very open union battles with CNN, for example. He's like been on the side of the CNN union, right? Yeah. That's gonna, that doesn't draw you like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not gonna help. Yeah. No, no one should be surprised by how the mainstream media treated Bernie because he's their fucking enemy. Like he's yeah. the enemy of this entire system. Yeah, that, the mainstream media is their propaganda tool, right? Mm -hmm. So of course everybody hates Bernie. That's what they're like taught to do. It's manufactured consent. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what happens. Absolutely. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to move forward i guess some primaries yeah. did happen i don't know i'm asking uh, you, i don't pay ridiculous. attention but i think you're you paid more attention so <laughs> i'm actually just using you as an oh, information well. source right now <laughs> wouldn't be the first white man <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i i feel like every primary that happens from here forward and that happened during this coronavirus time is illegitimate um i think it is a fucking scandal that the dnc like here's the thing so the dnc does not control the elections themselves right like this the, the secretary of state of each state controls them even in a democratic primary which mm -hmm. is fucking unbelievable um, but because of that, like the DNC can't just outright be like, oh, I'm canceling this election, right? But what they can do is provide a lot of like p pressure. Like, what the fuck is Mike DeWine and John Husted gonna do when, like, you know, the entire Democratic Party is like, we're gonna like fuck up your lives with some media? Like, come yeah. on, like, we're doing this for the people, right? Yeah. They could have easily done some of that shit and like, killed the primary or delayed the pr primary, whatever it is, in uh, Florida, in Illinois, and Arizona, right? right for sure. Instead, they just were like, we're gonna, we're gonna actually like damage future primaries by saying if you delay the primary, you get fewer delegates. We're gonna like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> did, you, did you hear that? I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah. So that's what they said. So if you delay the primary, you actually get fewer delegates. So you matter less, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that is what instead the Democrat, De Democratic Party did, which to me is sort of a death sentence and I think is fucking preposterous. Yeah. So I think, it, I mean, this is everything is lining up yeah. to to get rid of them for good. It's gonna be hard. It's hard to it's do a that. Considerable amount of people, and it's a lot of folks that are never Bernie. Just then, well, yeah. and 
just, I don't know, they're conservatives is what they are. I don't know. That's all I can think is that they don't want to let go of conservatism. They still want to hang out with their conservative buddies or something or listen to what they have to say or take their ideas into account like they mean anything. Right. That's always, that's what I always think. Like, they're, they claim all of this hippy dippy, <laughs> yeah. you know, we love everybody and yeah. we, we want to support and stand up for marginalized people. Well, they weaponize identity politics. Yeah. You that. know, identity politics are important, right? Yeah. But not when they're like, I need my first X insert the blank here yeah. thing. But they still are going to be pro charter school and like, you know, going to give bailouts to Wall Street right. and blah, blah, blah. Like, right. what does that do for me? Yeah. Like, why? Like, Kamala Harris is part Indian, right? So, what does it do for me if Kamala Harris becomes the first VP as someone who's an Indian woman? Yeah. Big fucking nothing. Great. Right. Cool. Awesome. Right. A cop. We got a cop as a VP. Love it. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess you can wake up, you smile, mm. smile with a smile on your face. Yes. Now, knowing that you're represented. I am represented. Yeah. So thank you, Kamala. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to keep it going, except for that they just keep moving forward like they just keep yeah. scurrying along they just keep gathering pushing the messes aside and just keep moving forward 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 yeah. and they're able to get away with so much shit that way because people they are you know but it's different times now and it, it, people are paying attention is also the thing right like people are kind of being like well a lot of what's happening is bullshit like and like why is the democratic party pushing to go forward with these primaries like why is any of this happening i don't know Agreed. People are paying attention, so maybe there's something. But, you know, you brought up an interesting point about, like, a third party, essentially, is what you're saying, right? The two parties have systematically made it harder and harder and harder and harder. And it, probably a lot of folks listening to this, like, understand that, right? Yeah. For example, like, to get on the ballot, you have to collect signatures, right? To run as an independent, you often have to get three to five times the amount of signatures that you have to do for to before running for a uh, Democrat or Republican. Um, so, for example, like, if you wanted to run as a Green Party person and you wanted to run for city council, you have to get, like, X number more signatures. Oh, really? Yeah, and signatures are hard to get if you've never done them. They have to match. There's all this, like, technical wonky bullshit with it. So... There's a lot of things that the two parties have sort of built into the political infrastructure to make it so that a progressive basically cannot get into power. Mm. There's a long history in our country's political system of like beating back, like especially multiracial populist um, leftism. Uh -huh. um, it's happened over and over in history. And it's sort of what's happening right now. Like they've just can't, they've discovered another way of doing it, right? Like, that's what capitalism really is about, divvying the masses up, using the things that sort of make us who we are, you know? Yeah. Yeah, th and it is... I also uh, like what you were saying about the amount of power that these people have right now, because it is, you're right. Um, I saw Lyft is, like, partnering with the government or something. Once again, horrible Terrifying. fucking job. It's, it's, yeah. Lyft is a horrible job. <laughs> yeah. A waste of money, really. Yeah. Like, you... Uh, and, you like, the people that... I always... It always cracks me up when someone brings comes up in a lift that is like a BMW, like, <laughs> yeah. station, like BMW SUV or something. Right. And I'm like, this, you, you probably should just could not drive for a lift and get a cheaper car. <laughs> and you'd offset your payment. Yeah. Then. You could get a Honda <laughs> yeah. and not have to drive for a lift. Or a nice union made car, you know, just okay. saying. Okay. What's, what's the union made car? You could get a Ford, you could get a Chevy, a nice American car. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
<laughs> Think of our UAW brothers and sisters and All siblings. Right. <laughs> I tried to convince my wife on that. She wasn't having it. I got a Chevy Bolt. I fucking love the thing. Oh, it's I would so love to great. have one of those. It's great. Yeah. yeah that's cool. <laughs> um, is, it, is that full electric? No, it's hybrid. Okay. But it also has this crazy, like, uh, engine thing that uses the gas to re- reboot the electric engine, so you actually get a longer, like, ma- gas mileage out of it, too. Okay. I don't know what kind of fucking magic this is, but it works, so... What's the... What's, what is the average miles per gallon on that? Um... I, I don't know how to answer this question. Uh, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know if it tells you what you're getting. It does, but I haven't looked at it recently. Um, I, I do know that I can get, like, eight gallons, and it's usually, like... Um, like 320 miles. Damn, yeah, range. So awesome. it's pretty fucking good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Um, everybody, anybody in the chat, if you have questions, um, I'm gonna probably wrap it up here soon. But talking to Pooja, a labor organizer here in the Midwest, and uh, has a long history of fighting the good fight. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and. Uh, was there anything that, that we missed that you wanted to get in when you're thinking well, about doing this? Yeah, I mean, one thing I just want to, like, really say to folks is that, like, this is a really interesting time to be alive. I think we're all feeling a lot of pressure and a lot of, um, you know, uncertainty, right? Um, but it's also, like, a moment where workers and, like, where the working class has, like, this pretty extraordinary amount of power and leverage, right? Um, it's a good time if you're still, like, working, which I know a lot of folks aren't, Um it's a good time to like think about maybe forming a union at your workplace, right? Okay. Like it's a good time to think about like who are the people like I would stand with to try and fight for better, right? There's a whole li- like list of laws about unionism that if you talk to more than one person, you're basically covered by the National uh, Labor Relations Act, right? Okay. Um, and what that means is like, you can't be fired for union activity. So what I'm saying to you is like, now is like a fucking brilliant time to be like, I still have a job, but who knows for how long or what that's going to look like or what my job duties are going to look like, or if I'm going to get paid, if I'm going to get health insurance, there's all of these things that often we take for granted. Um, and they can be taken away from us at any point without a union contract. So if there's anything, any doubt in your mind, now would be the time to start a union all at, at your workplaces, because that's literally the only thing that we can do to really like take back some fucking power in this country. Yeah. Um, so if you have questions or anything, you can like look me up, ask me like whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, your, what's your social media? Um, so my, my Twitter handle is at O O H P U J I E. It's Upuji. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so that's, you can look me up there. Yeah. Uh, so how about, uh, worst job you've ever had? Oh, wow. I, you know, I just did this the other day. There was like a Twitter thing that was going on. Like, what are the different jobs you've had? I gotta say, I used to work, um, at a retirement home serving food. And that was a very difficult job because, like, you made, like, seven bucks an hour. The first thing they showed me was an anti-union video as soon as I... I was, like, fucking, like, 16 or 17. The first thing in my face was, like, anti-union stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they just locked me in a room by myself and then put on this video. And I was like, okay, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, you know, like, we, we would have to serve food to folks, right? Um, and it was hard, first of all, because they're older folks. Like, so a lot of them are like, you know, not, you know, whatever they're going through their shit. Right. Yeah. 
Um, so, you know, sometimes they're dicks to you. Sometimes it's just hard to watch them go through that. So emotionally it was tough. And then like, you'd fall all the time and like, um, fall. Yeah. Cause like the, the you'd have to go in the kitchen and the, uh, the ground was wet yeah. and like, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So that was hard. Um, just like physically and also like in that way, but almost every like service job I've had, like, this is why I like tip the shit out of service industry people, even if I like carry out food or like whatever, because service industry jobs are so goddamn difficult and they're the real like backbone of this country. Like we all depend on service industry workers so much, like the people at fucking the fast food places and yeah. grocery store workers. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, as uh, as my income has gone up, when it was just when my wife was the only one making money and I was stay at home dad, I made all of our food. Yeah, three meals a day. I had all the time in the world to do it. As I started getting more caught up in street fight stuff, started making money. Uh, we're getting takeout food three times a week now, right? And you know, spending you know hundred dollars a week on it or whatever, right? Or more, and uh, that is actually assisting me in making my money. Like, that's helpful to everybody. These things are helpful to all of us, yeah. to all people. Like, they ben the benefits of a restaurant to other, the the high earners that deserve all of the money. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who have earned it. <laughs> yeah. I, it's just, and I, I think, uh, I was saying to Brian, too, my I'm just coming to understand, I feel like it's, like, if you have enough money not to have to, to be forced to make your own food, yeah. then the person that's doing it, you like, should be the type of person that isn't making enough money to order out or something. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, they're, we're not providing, the person making the food can't buy the food, you know, yeah. that situation. It's a fucked up scenario. Like, and, it's a cycle. <laughs> and the people are just, I feel like they look down on them like, oh, you, totally. just, you just make food. Anybody can make food. I can make food, but yeah. I make enough money F to buy it. Go fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like all of those assholes that are like, I don't want to pay somebody 15 bucks an hour for flipping a burger. Motherfucker, you go flip a burger and then you tell me whether you think that deserves $15 an hour or not. Because I'm going to guess that you're gonna say it does you know right absolutely absolutely yeah um <laughs> so there there's a jerk in the chat but i just wanted him to clarify they want to know if you would vote for a biden gabbard ticket quit yapping <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're here for to hear us what yapping <laughs> yeah. uh would i vote for a biden gabbard ticket oh god uh, that's a difficult question. You're never, are you never Biden? I'm not never Biden. No, really? no, I'm not. You, but you'll do whatever it takes to get but Trump out. Jesus Gabbard. <laughs> um, I'm also not one of those do whatever it takes to take Trump out people. Um, when I think about do I want to vote for Joe Biden, I think the question in front of me, a lot of people say the Supreme Court stuff, right? For me, it's the National Labor Board. Like, Trump gets to elect who controls the labor board, right? Okay. So they come in and they can change whatever fucking rules they want about unionizing, about taking worker power, about all of it. And they, they've been attacking it pretty steadily in like a whole range of different ways. Like, for example, they're extending the amount of time that it takes to run a union election, which lets the employer run a longer anti-union mm -hmm. campaign, right? So that is actually harms workers and harms like the work that we want to do, right? Um, so when I think about, do I want to vote for Biden? I don't want to fucking vote for Biden. God damn it. Yeah. For all of the reasons, like, but at least he probably wouldn't have 
Scalia's son be the fucking <laughs> right. labor guy, you know, right. Department of La Labor guy. Like that, I don't know, you know? Yeah, I understand. That makes sense. It's, it's hard, but it's hard for me to be an anti never anyone person. Sure. I also think Joe Biden should be like given the message that we, that he can earn our votes. You know what I mean? Like if he's willing to like to say, okay, I was wrong about Medicare for all. I'm not going to veto it if it comes through Congress. Yeah. What the fuck? Like if he takes that shit back, if he is actually willing to like, you know, maybe give back the money that he took from union busting lawyers, like if he's willing to like, meet with sunrise movement for example and try to change his failing like climate plan like there are things that he can do to earn my vote the question is for the democratic party yeah. are y'all willing to earn the vote yeah. no one's owed it yeah yeah that's true that's true that's so, how i feel as well yeah and uh i it's it's odd the it's odd the way that the Biden people never once considered just joining up with the Bernie people yeah. because we would be the largest block. We would be a gigantic, a gigantic, gigantic crowd of people. Yeah. It becomes way more uncertain when you go with Biden. Like you are right. going to lose some of those people for sure. And, uh, also there's like no the Latino vote. Yeah. Are they going to turn out for Biden? Why yeah. would they, you know? Some will. Yeah, some I'm sure will. some, yeah, will, some will, will. But it's sure. not going to be, people aren't going to be as excited or yeah. they're not going to be as activated as they were. They're right. just going to be, feel dejected. Yeah. Uh, which is where we're at, you know, with the thing. Yeah. But, um. Love to go into a pandemic election. And then, then there's a question like, will there even be a fucking election in November? Cause now we have a precedent, Ohio. Yeah. For just, uh, Going through that and being like, we don't have an election anymore, question yeah. mark. <laughs> yeah, not the best to so. have Donnie Trump in there yeah, doing yeah, this. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you all for being here. If you want to find more of uh, Pooja, she's on Twitter, O-O-H-P-U-J-I-E. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> I can't say it out loud. Ooh, Pooja. <laughs> there it is. Ooh, Pooja. <laughs> Um, we will see you on Sunday. We're taking calls, and I think Brian and I are going to do a live stream of that block-by-block -block board game on Friday. So stay tuned. There will be lots of more, a uh, lot more streaming in Street Fight Land. Peace. <laughs> Bye.